Hey, what is up, everybody? This is Rob Rivera. And this is Rob Rucha. And you're listening to the Robcast Podcast. Podcast. We're rolling. <laughs> How many times do I get to say that? Uh, just once. No, I mean in my life. Oh, you're on, every time you start a session. Every time I do anything. Rolling, yeah. yeah. I get in my car and I'm like, we're rolling. That's not a, is that a Skid Row reference? Uh, that's at the beginning of, what, Youth Gone Wild? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we are here for episode 12. Uh, thank you for joining us here on the Robcast podcast. I'm Rob Rivera, and this is my co-host, Rob Rucha. That's me, and we're coming to you live from Uptown Recording. Yes. The home of many things that are not just non-point related, as, uh, as today's episode will be focused on uh, something that Rivera here has, uh, has started on his own uh, accord of, of trying to do something new. Yes, a YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I've had one. I've uh, just never done anything really with it. I've uploaded a couple videos from shows that we've played, but nothing of me, you know, presenting myself or anything. So after seeing so many uh, YouTube videos, and I, I mean, I watch YouTube on a regular basis, and uh, with your work with like Rob Scallon and then, you know, guys like Jared Dines, and they bring like this just entertainment value to. To videos and I was, and I then I go deeper in the rabbit hole and you see all these people doing drum covers, and that's nothing I, I, that I've ever thought of doing because I mean I I don't cover songs exact, I kind of play them with my own flair, my own style, but I keep it true to the as, to the song as best as I can, and uh, so I decided like, let's try to do a channel where I'm covering songs that people would not even think I ever would cover. I mean, most people associate me with metal and hardcore and stuff. And I'm sure later down the line, I will find a song in that genre that to cover. But I want it to be all the correct songs. I don't want to cover a song just to cover a song. I want it to be songs that move me and so- songs that I maybe I can add a little something, you know, to make it my style. I don't want to just cover anything. So we just started with uh, Old Town Road by Little Nas X. And when I first heard that song, actually, my daughter loves that song, and she's the one that played it for me. I had no idea the song even existed. And then I heard the beat. I'm like, okay, this is something I can get into. The beat really, like, moved. I was moved by the beat big time. I said, I think I, think I can get into this. But uh, I'm excited, man. First video is already out. Yeah, we actually, I mean, earlier today before recording this, yeah, um, got it to uh, to YouTube, so... People can check out his channel and watch him play the heck out of some drums to a song that you wouldn't think he would normally play. And and we've done some others that were in the works now that we're going to be putting out. And it's something that, you know, I've had experience doing as far as being the recording engineer on the side of, you know, YouTube videos that are out with Scallon's videos. And I've worked with other YouTubers as well as far as doing their audio. So I'm really familiar with that from that side of the glass. But now getting into the side of filming you and having to control the cameras at the same time as hitting record in Pro Tools and I'm kind of making myself more than one role, it's really a challenge to just make it easy for you to come in the room and just do your thing and not give, you know, you any kind of like constant like like any kind of issue where you're trying to play, you know, to something that isn't comfortable. Cause these are really hard to come up with. I mean, first you gotta find 
like with the with this one that we did Old Town Road, at least it's on a click that's consistent. You know, there's some that are out there that I know you want to play that aren't on a click. So we're going to have to come up with click tracks for them so you can play takes to them. And there's a lot going into making a drum cover video than you would think. And speaking of the click track, I mean, you can explain the difference on here. Like when you rip an MP3 to put sometimes, it in a, so, in yeah. a session, how it uh, Sometimes there's, there's a drift because MP3s are not sample accurate. I mean, they... They can tend to drift if you, and also there's space at the beginning of the songs that aren't normally starting on a one. Even if you did tap the tempo, you may get it to start on tempo, but then later down the line, it may have drifted so much that yeah. by trying to play to it, you know, all of a sudden you're off tempo. And so there's times where you have to create a floating tempo or a tempo map, as they call it, and it just allows you to play to something that at least is giving you the one. And then you can play around that. And and again, I mean, you don't really, no one's a machine. So when you play to a click, you're kind of not playing to it. You're playing with it, you know, yeah. and that's something I try to tell drummers who are having struggling times with a click track is you don't play to it, play with it, play it as if it's part of the song or play it as if it's another instrument you're grooving with because it doesn't make it so difficult. And you're really good at that. I mean, you make it so that you can have the energy of the song is pushing, but it's not off tempo. And that's yeah. important for a drummer to be able to drag without falling off click or push without falling off click because that makes the song feel more human and less otherwise human drummers aren't needed. And then the machines would be taking over, which in a lot of genres of music they are. But in this style, you played to a loop. Yeah. You know, and there was a click in there. And the loop is of course going to be a perfect tempo. Oh yeah. So but what I was surprised about was how tight it sounded when we were done. And then you know, in the mixing process, how big we made it sound. And that was a tribute to a lot of the Stephen Slate stuff that we use in like the microphones and, and the software, and also a tribute to how you hit the drums. Yeah. And you came at the drums like as if this were an album recording. <laughs> you know, well, that's... that was thanks to you. I think I was like kind of, kind of like, like keep it, like let myself stay back a little instead of like really diving into the thing and and you had told me you know about the video how you had mentioned Travis Barker yeah his that, YouTube videos his eight I mean, uh, he gets into yeah. those videos he hits he hits so hard being such a little guy he hits so hard and that's definitely what I enjoy doing is hitting the drums really hard and so and people we, expect that of you when yeah. they've seen you in nonpoint I mean you're coming off your seat you know you broke a seat we yeah. had a conversation about that in one of our episodes I mean it's like how on earth did that happen in 20 some years of your career it's the first time it's ever happened to you you just came down hard on the wrong angle I, land, wrong I landed wrong on the seat and the, the thing the, just said nope yeah the little whatever that thing holds a seat underneath that, that thing bracket yeah just snapped. And I mean, and like, that, oh. that's a tribute to, you know, the power and the energy when you play drums. And capturing that is difficult to do. But now when we watched it after we posted it, and I've seen some of the comments that have been coming in on the YouTube page, people are saying how good it sounds and it sounds massive. And, you know, I mean, even Stephen Slate made a comment about that, saying it sounded massive. And, of course, I mean, it's his products being involved in it, so why would he not say anything else? But it, he, would, he wouldn't make out. a comment. He wouldn't make a comment if at all if it didn't impress yeah. him. Shout out to Stephen Slate. Yeah, Thank his, you he makes for all your wonderful the, toys we've been able to play with here. That's the thing, like you know the Batman thing. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Yeah, he's Batman for audio. Yeah, he definitely. Definitely's got his stuff. And when we listen to this track, this uh, little Nas track, we're like, man, these the snare especially was like, like 
machine gun, go machine gun like, you know, it's like I was so happy that for this first video I was able to present something that sounds like really good. And well, and you, it you looks did an incredible cool. job. And that's not even the the half of it. I mean, we still got the video side. Yeah. of doing this and and I saw you I watched for the first I've never seen anybody edit a video. Well, I saw the master actually no wait, let's go back. We mixed the track today. Mm-hmm. Mastered it today. Mm-hmm. And uh edited the video. Well, you did. I watched. Yeah. But but you know, and we did that or you did. It. I keep saying we. I not we. You well, did you were, that. You were in the session. That you did that like um like in two and a half hours. Yeah, I mean, well, to, then having to redo some things just because when you get into video clips from multiple cameras, multiple takes, and they have to line that up with the audio from multiple takes and, you know, things that and we you gotta to do. And you got to find the right takes. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the, mo- most people think is that, that it, you know, if unless this is how some drummers may do it on their drum covers, it's not all the way through. I mean, if they are playing all the way through, then they've already recorded it. Or if they are recording it while they play it through, it may be the fifth or sixth take or, you know, and, and you've seen outtake things on other people's YouTube channels. I mean, I know Rob Scallon has a second channel that he's got a couple of our shoots and how many times the beginning of something took because he would laugh or something went wrong or he would go to the gag reel. Yeah. The gag reel in a (laughs) sense, you know, it's like there was a time for this Halloween video we did where Rashid got to play the horse. The beginning of that video where he looks at the camera and makes a weird noise. There's like 40 takes of that. Because Mary, the girl in it with him, would bust out laughing when he'd do one because she couldn't keep a serious face because of the way he had his face painted. And that goes into yeah, making... Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, he, there was like 13 of them in a row where he's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. And she's laughing. Rashid's like got sweat pouring down him because he's got a horse head on. And there's lights in the <laughs> so room. Rashid was, uh, was the best, man. And, and that's the thing. Like when you, when you look at the production value that goes into some of these channels, you, you go, okay, now that's why they have 2 million subscribers. A shout out to you Rob Scallon yeah, for being absolutely. such a talented individual. He had helped us kick off our second season, and I'm going to hope to have him back on again. He and I have been working a lot more together on different uh, projects, and, and he's involved me and more and more into his channel as part of his production team. And it's been amazing and a learning experience. And, and it's something I strive now as, as helping you with a YouTube channel. I know what is going to happen and how things can happen and to prepare you for some of the inevitabilities, which are going to be internet trolls on your comments. You know, you're going to see some negativity. You know, you may not want to see, but you're going to deal with them in different ways. And I'd say the best way to do it is just let them go mm-hmm. because engaging into those things is only going to drive more trolls to your site. You know, and, and, and right now the internet is full of so much weirdness and hatred and 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 just conflicting things that I, I like to do what we're doing by bringing something awesome out. You know, like here's some creativity. People, you know, need to do more of what we're doing where it's either make a podcast or take a YouTube channel, play some drums. Like, you know, like these are things that we could do during this crazy quarantine and pandemic times. During these times, I mean, this is the best time to be creative. Yeah. You know? And I mean, you can channel all that anger. So much healthier. Of how everything has changed around you. You can channel all that anger into, or all those feelings, emotions. Yeah. Whatever you're feeling, you know, and you can channel into creating either you're painting a picture, you're a painter, or you're an engineer, you're a drummer, anything, whatever, a writer, you write, you know, you're a, a, a write, you write books and stuff like that. You can get all kinds of inspiration through these times. And I'm so happy that 
I've been able to now start this besides the podcast. And, and I have to credit you for a lot of that because having Rob Scallon here and I said, okay, I can do these things at Uptown, you know, and so it took me a long time to really, you know, get into it. I mean, we, we talked about the podcast for like a year before we actually did it, you yeah. know, like so it was just, like, but the thought kept creeping up about doing a podcast. And now we're on our third season yes. and kind of do something that you've never done before and that I've only been a part of other people's, you know, channels and, and podcasting was one thing we had to learn a lot about when we started and it's, you know, it's easy to do as people think, but it's also really difficult to do consistently. And, you know, I mean, we didn't put one out last week because, you know, it's a totally different time and it's harder and harder to find the time to do these things when we're trying to balance all the different things that we have to do with what's yeah, and happening. Plus you have other stuff going on too, you know, so I run a studio. A, yeah. You run a studio and, and basically, you know, and there's a lot of non-point stuff going on as well. Like you guys doing the cover campaign, yeah. you guys are, you know, lots of things in the works for the next few months. I mean, so that's speaking off. of speaking of the cover campaign. This is coming out Friday, right? This is coming out Friday. Uh, so we'll, so the we'll have a champion. Will we'll out. have a champion by then. So it's down to <laughs> Metallica. Prince. It's down to Metallica and Prince. Prince, uh, Prince, Prince. Anybody? Uh, what? Definitely uh, two huge iconic songs. Prince. So. Did, Prince, I, say, Prince, did Prince, I say Prince? Prince? Can you? Did you say if Prince? Prince didn't win, and this is <laughs> if everybody's hearing this, and Prince didn't win, I'm very sad. On, on on this Friday, when people are listening, I will be very sad. But um, yeah, so back to the YouTube thing. I mean, it was cool. We got to see our first video, which is out there. You can uh, type in uh, drum covers, and it'll come up. Uh, at least it came up for me. Or Rob Rivera. Or Rob Rivera. And it'll come up. It'll definitely come up. But uh, it was fun to play a song that also, drum-wise, uh, you got to think about these videos and make songs that are super fun to play. And that song, to me, was super fun. It was a lot of groove. I was able to throw in some things here and there. Some stuff that definitely is not in the song, and I was able to bring you know energy wise you know for not being able for not playing shows or anything, I felt pretty good, you know, like well, you guys have been rehearsing, yeah, we have you know, but it's not like cons- like playing every day where you're no. like you're a, you're a, you're in a in a zone you're doing like a week and then maybe you know one one day out of a week and then maybe not for another week, and then... yeah, so it's like but I felt pretty good. I, I one of the things I wanted to concentrate the most on this was the attack behind mm-hmm. that I was wanted to do. I wanted the attack to be appropriate to how I wanted it to be. Well, and also this, this kind of a thing when you're talking about a, a drum cover channel or or when it's just one person in YouTube, it's like you have to perform in a way that's engaging and entertaining or else people have so much else they are seeing on the right side of their screen or whatever it is that shows you other videos. And as soon as yours was up, the next thing over was another drum cover of a Motley Crue song or another. So if you're not keeping their attention for the short amount of time that they have to watch, they're going to watch something else. And if you're, you know, just playing the same thing every time and, you know, what you did with the song is kind of what you would normally do. You develop the song like you do in a, in a, because you're a good, you know, a good example of someone to do drum cover channel is someone with a 20-year musical career. Yeah. You know, like cuz you bring what you bring to a non-point world into a drum cover world where you're going to build the song your way, you're going to do things the way you do them and then it lets me as a video side like there's that thing you do where you drag your, your you go for a crash and you 
you take both hands to one side and it's like, well, I can cut to that camera. And it looks yeah. like you directed the cameras to move that way. Like mm. you were going over here, you know, like that kind of thing and pointing to the direction of my camera that is on you and cutting to that camera at that moment makes for a dynamic view. Yeah. And that keeps the viewer interested too. So having the viewer go, okay, this is the same thing he's done last time. Okay, wait, instead of like, oh, look, his arm is like getting real high this time coming down or, you know, this time he's, you know, going to hit these symbols or some of the times you do where you get up off your chair and come back down, the things that make you who people know you are as a drummer, mm. you know, except for no stage to storm around on like you sometimes I know, do. I can't walk around. I know. You can't but do you know your... the cool thing, uh, you were, like you pointed out there is, Taking these songs and like finding drumless versions, uh, which there are tons of them on YouTube. Thanks so to many. Thank, thanks to Rock Band. Yeah, so many drumless versions. There's a couple uh, uh, YouTube channels that that's all they have is drumless versions. So it's really cool to find that Again, stuff. Again, Rock Band. Yeah, <laughs> or Guitar so, Hero or whatever yeah, they are. And it's just amazing that I can choose so many great songs, especially the songs I grew up listening to, which. Right now, you know, I'm going to look into that, like, 80s and, and 90s and stuff. And like I said, and just oh, no, rob no, the song. We're going to go 60s and 70s and we, 80s. If I, can find something, if I can find something really, really cool from every every single era, I'm going to do it. Absolutely. You know, so I, I am I think so that that's, that's the good idea for the channel. And, like, when we talked about it before we filmed last week, it was, you know, one of those things where, you know, it's like, well, what do you want to make this? You know, is it going to be you playing songs that you like or is it going to be eventually fans and, and and followers on your page will start giving you suggestions for song covers and you're going to take those into consideration you know, i'll take any suggestion maybe have a, a, a poll you know where you where you pull people to figure out what you know song you should cover and then that kind of lets you not have to think too much about if you're if you're starting to run out of ideas, which I know you don't because you're always like sending me texts or calling me going like, so I had this idea of covering this song. <laughs> it's like, um, okay. You know, one song that I've, has been suggested a lot over the years was Cheap Tricks Dream Police. Mm. That'd be interesting to do. That's a big that song. That song is kind of like, it almost sounds like it's heavy. I wonder there's, if there's a drumless version of that out there. There has to be. Maybe. There has to be. I don't know if that song's in Rock Band. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Yeah, it's a oh, He's going to Google it now I'm going to Google phone. the hell out of it right now. Oh, Google the hell out of it. Yeah, well, actually, I'm going to YouTube it. I should put some Jeopardy music I just in found it. it. And? The very first one right there. A drumless version of Dream Police. T-Trick Drumless. <laughs> Dream Police. That's Biff's Drumless Tracks. Yeah. Shout out to Biff. Shout out to Biff. <laughs> let, me, let me subscribe to his channel. Yes, you better. Uh, subscribe to Biff. Drumless tracks on YouTube. But yeah, the whole purpose of the channel was to find songs that uh, people would never think I'd do. And obviously doing a little Nas X is probably something outside of my wheelhouse that people would never think I'd do. And, and we've done another one, which we won't mention yet, but it's another one. But it's like, these are great drum songs. Not only are they things that I would never do, that people would think that, that I would never do. They're incredible drum songs. They're great drummers. That really a lot of people don't know about. Well, and in the case of the Little Nas X, that's programmed. Yeah, you know? but uh, other songs that we've been talking about, you know, they have like, you know, real drummers, and they're like so like underrated. So I'm excited to to look into because that's another factor of looking into the songs is finding out who the drummer is, and and you know, learning about the drummer. And well, and that's something interesting too, is because you know, and we talked about 
uh, the obvious choices of things that you want to, I'm sure, cover and Rush being a big influence on you. It's like, I know you want to do a Rush song, but that's one of the, the things that I think has to be a special like you have to work on that. It's not something you can really. Oh, you can't just, just come in here and cover. You that. just can't no. just come in and cover a rush tune. Like what you did with Lil Nas X is like what we did a couple of times in the studio when we were just doing writing sessions. And I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna play you a loop, and you just jam out and come up with some beats. Yeah. You know, because with like respect to songwriting, a guitar player can strum chord patterns, and a bass player could come up with runs, but a drummer just has beats. So having a library of of you know, Rob beats as we call them. Yeah. And there's different ones. There's the China Rob beat. There's yeah. the the big crash Rob beat. There's the type of hi-hat thing that you do. All the different little elements of things that, you know, you can freely experiment with to a track that's grooving like mm-hmm. Lil Nas X thing, you know, or maybe some other, you know, contemporary pop tracks that are really programmed. The Rob beat works on everything. And that's that's what we're <laughs> discovering. Yeah. Worse on anything. And, but and I, you can hear examples of the Rob beat on almost all the non-points collection. Yeah. On every, probably. <laughs> on every non-points Every song. non-point <laughs> album, you'll hear the Rob beat in multiple songs. Mm-hmm. It just worked. It always worked. And it's the one beat that I, it's a simple kick snare hat or kick snare china or kick snare crash. One, it would doom pap, doom pap, you know, like super easy. But when you, yeah. you, it, you when I try to put a certain energy behind it, I feel like it always like it's it the always, weight yeah that it's it, the that weight it brings. that comes like, down yeah, there's, yeah. There, when people say music is heavy it doesn't necessarily mean fast or thrash or, or hardcore it's it's the weight of the music like and when you do those kinds of quote-unquote rob beats it adds weight to the song that like grounds it in a way that allows people to feel like it just got weighted oh yeah you know like things cool. like just slamming like when when you see something hit the ground, you know, kind of thing, yeah. and and or shake the earth, and that's where the doom doom thing comes in. The you doom know? dooms, yeah, the doom, doom 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 room. Um, but yeah, this is uh has been an awesome first video for me to do. I, I've had fun doing it. It really took no time. It took more time to get it together than actually film it. But to put everything together, it takes more time than the filming. Post production is always the longest process. Yeah, so, but it was you really... can spend one day shooting, and you can spend a week to make that shot, like yeah. to, to take all that shooting from one day and sift through it, line it up, get the right takes, use the right things, get the right angles, put some effects on it. And that first video we did. Yeah, the filters is really important. Filtering for, for- There's I, so many. And I think that that's something like we talked about. It's like, do people think that's cheesy? Do people think that's cool? And I look at it as we're setting moods for each song with visual uh, aesthetics, you know, like if it's a little bit of black and white or a little bit of, you know, sepia tone or aged, grainy, all the different things that you see in like independent film kind of things. But I think it also has some value because it adds like for Old Town Road, we made it look old. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It was cool. You know, and, and for other videos, maybe we'll just keep them clear and clean. Yeah. You know, but we need to start to, I, I know I learned something about my positioning of microphone stands. Yeah. You know, like I've got a microphone stand right in the camera angle, which every time I cut to that camera it pisses me off. But next time, you yeah. know, like these are these is the first thing we've ever done like this. I'm not a camera guy. I don't claim to be. In the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to figure out live streaming. I've been trying to figure out all sorts of things that are way out of my wheelhouse. But it's good for me because right now there's not a lot of business coming through at the studio because people are afraid to come and record and, and be in close proximity of each other. Yeah. 
And you and I are pretty safe together because you've been quarantined. I've been quarantined. Mm-hmm. I haven't been running around, you know, like outside done, of the I, studio. I haven't done anything. I mean, I've gone to a couple of restaurants that do the, you know, the 20% And capacity. we are six feet apart. So. Yeah, like we do the 20, they do the 20% cat capacity or whatever. Yeah. Or I've been dining outside too. So everything, you know, little by little, I'm doing more things, but not to the No, we're, we're still being safe. Yeah, so... And and again with these video shoots and things, I'm yeah. I'm in a separate room as Rob, you know. So when when his sweat or particles and droplets are flying around, I'm not getting hit by any of it. <laughs> Can't say the same thing for a real non-point show though. Yeah. And like the other day, I had a conversation with Frankie, and she said something about you can't be afraid of the dreads hitting you in the face. Yeah. Or the sweat. Yeah. Like when whenever we do filming stuff, like in the future, because Frankie might not ever come back to this country, um, the border is still closed from Canada, and they don't have any perceivable date of reopening it yeah. and that sucks because there's people out there like even in in youtube thing like rob scallon and i every year so far for the last two years have done an album in october with andrew huang another huge youtuber that is in canada so, so this year we might not be able to do the album in a, in a day do it remotely that's going to be tricky as heck it loses all the fun the whole idea is the two of them haven't written anything and they get together for one day and they have one day to write and record an entire album. What was it, 10 songs? And we did 10 songs in, in, in 10 day. hours the first year, 12 hours the second year. It was like, you know, Family Feud where the second round they give you an extra five seconds. Yeah. I gave them an extra two hours because my setup time was part of their first day, yeah. that first year. So when they said they were going to do 10 songs in 10 hours, they really only had about nine hours because it took me about an hour to get set up. And I'm like, okay, guys, this next year we're going to give you 12 hours so that 10 of them will actually be writing and recording yeah. an album. And they did it. But again, they have songs about ravioli and skateboarding and like random because <laughs> so it comes down to lyrics at the end and they have no lyrics written because they don't write anything before they come here. Yeah. And that's part of the, the, the thing. The first year it was a joke on me. They're like, we didn't tell the engineer. We have nothing prepared. Yeah. And then they told me and I'm like, wait, what? Like, you, you want to come in? I thought you had stuff prepared. You know, it's like you'd come in to make a record and go, okay, we have no songs. And you have, and you don't have a budget like back 20 years ago where they would pay for you to go into a studio and write and record a yeah. record. And some bands like Metallica can do that. Well, they, they can go <laughs> and, and write and record in a recording studio. They own everything Metallica. Yeah. So with them doing that album in a day thing, it always inspires the two of them in a room together. If that's not able to happen, then I don't think the project will happen this year, which would be a shame. Because it's such a fun thing to watch them come up with this, and it's—I totally forgot that you're coming up to the close. It's cutting it close. I know you know, it's, it's like, two months away. Yeah, and and right now they're saying that things aren't going to reopen, and Canada said they're not going to reopen their border until there's a vaccine. So you know, and and this isn't you know a, a podcast about that by any means. It's just how it's affecting us in the scene and. You know, while we have figured out lots of virtual ways to do things, mm. and that seems to be the new standard of, of operation when it comes to recording and video and audio, and, you know, there's a lot we can do. But this is the prime time for launching a YouTube channel. Because what do people do right now? They have nothing to do but watch YouTube or watch yeah. Netflix or watch Amazon. And those are running low now because I have watched all the episodes and seasons of things, and my wife and I have binged. All these things that are now yeah. waiting on a new season. <laughs> I bet. And when is this new season coming? Never. Like, there's not any plan because they haven't been able to shoot or film or do anything. And as we just figured out with just one video on YouTube, it can take a week to do that. 
what what was it? Uh, All American. Right? Yeah, it hasn't been able to. Film they haven't anything. been able to film their next season. There's yeah. uh, several different things. My wife and I are like, oh. I wonder, did they film the last season of Ozark? I don't know. You know, yes, that's that, the thing. The next like, season is the last one. Right. But season. did they do it or are were they thinking they were going to do it and then COVID happened and then there's no there's no production, you know. Well, like, they announced during COVID that the fourth season was the last one. Yeah. So maybe they did. But there's also like, you know, when you're watching a season on Netflix, you can Google if it's been picked up. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I have started doing that now because we watch ones that have not been picked up. Because we know that the, when we see the last thing, that's all we're ever going to think about. Yeah. It's not going to be like, I wonder what happens next, because yeah. they're never going to make a next one. But a lot of these ones that are out that that are you know in a mid cycle, like they they leave a season hanging with some cliffhanger, and you're like, oh, what's going to happen? And you're like, when's the next season? And they're like, well, production was supposed to begin in April, but that didn't happen. So then, when does it come of, out? There's not a lot of shows that have been few shows have lasted like a long like law and order still going well yeah but those are those are broadcast television you know it's like those shows like things like that but you know there's been several different like netflix series that are netflix originals that are amazing shows that aren't in production right now because of yeah all the restrictions and things you have to make uh yeah i mean so youtube everything is halted yeah, but maybe, but maybe people they, can make their maybe own these content. actors and actresses should start your own, you know. Once well, and that's start your own that's YouTube what I've too. seen a couple of things happening. Like the cast, the original cast of the Goonies did a Zoom call, and all of them were on the Zoom call, and they reenacted a scene from the movie The Goonies. Yeah, but they're all like older now, you know. So it's creepy watching Corey Feldman act all goofy because he was in Goonies. Yeah. But you know, that's one of the things that you think about, like. These guys would have probably done some television special for the reunion of the show and, you know, it would have been a big deal and there would have been tons of advertising and they would have made tons of money and instead they had to do a Zoom call to do it. And it was weird. Zoom is actually cool, though. I know it is, but Uh, there's no, like, monetization happening there. You know, like, it's Zoom is, like, a big monetization. They're making money on it, but nobody's able to do, like, what you can with YouTube. And you can't monetize drum covers. You can't monetize covers in any sense, but... You can draw a, a following to a channel that then you can start to do other content. Yeah. You know, like maybe your own original stuff on there or whenever you decide to, and we've talked about it, doing drum covers of your own songs. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's a non-point song that you were, you know, playing drums on when you were younger that you can play differently now, you know, like, and or reapproach the song to, I wish I would have done this or that. And I know there's one song in particular that I personally would want to see you cover because you added a fill to the beginning of the song that we wrote called Milestone. Yeah. And it's so much cooler with that fill. And I don't know why you didn't think of that when we were writing I didn't the think song. Of, I didn't think of that. But I thought of it on the on tour. I know. But hey, we can we can do a drum cover of that and I'll put the fill in. And here. that's that's the thing, you know, it's like there's there's times where you end up thinking, well, I could have done this different. And now this gives you a chance to do that, especially with songs that, you know, have been in, ingrained in your brain for years of hearing them whether they're your own songs or whether they're someone else's, bringing your own flair to it or a new flair to it yeah. is something I think fans and you know people that like your, your page are going to like. So, well, you have to do that cover with me. I guess. I mean, and that's where, you know, the channels like that are, you know, collaborations start. Yeah. You can have, you know, other people from other channels or you may be approached by other people from other channels saying, hey, I want to do something with you. That'd be cool. I'd love to do that. And I, I would, I'm open to... Other people coming in and doing covers with me, like I would be killer. You know, like I'd love to any of the guys in the band. 
We could get uh, the horse head. Yeah. I want the horse head Rashid. in one of the videos. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm open to anything. I would love to do covers with, you know, I even uh, recently approached Phil Demo about possibly doing something. He's been doing a lot of quarantine covers lately. And that's, yeah, that's the thing is like. That's really cool too. Doing yeah. those things is cool, but having a YouTube channel is, you know, I think kind of a good way for you to stay busy. You know, well, I'm hoping you know someday you know somebody listens to something they maybe invite me to a you know play on a song or something or you know it'd be cool. I, I, would, I would like I said I'm lo I love you know a lot of these songs are just a great way to the to grow as a drummer you know because you're playing something different and like like Old Town Road is really all about the groove you know so it, yeah. it's it was fun to stay in locked in in that you know and, and so I'm hoping you know maybe we'll find you know a metal song that I can do you know and just like I said on you listen to this, you have any comments or suggestions, just let me know. You know, go on YouTube and uh, tell me what would you like to hear, and hopefully it's something in my wheelhouse. You know, someone suggested out Rush. Of, out of your wheelhouse, uh, not so, in your and my Sorry, out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. And uh, someone suggested Rush, and I said no. It's not happening. Well, and, and also, you know, it's one of those things that I think as a drummer, it's expected. So do what's unexpected. Yeah, You know, like you could easily be like, oh, here I am playing Neil Peart or here I am playing Stuart Copeland or here no, I am. I can't easily say that because they're too good. No, and that's what I mean, too, is like, <laughs> you know, there good. are drummers out there that do it justice, but nobody's going to, you know, really look at it and go, wow, he's better than Neil Peart. Because, yeah. hey, guess what? The guy's playing what Neil Peart came up with. Yeah, It's not what that guy came up with, you know, and if you don't play what he did on the song, you'll get crucified. Oh, yeah. You know, totally. and if you play it, but not right, like you get anybody crucified. I've seen doing a rush coverage, they're doing exactly what's in the song or attempting to. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're not uh, putting their spin to it. It's no. just I don't think it's something like that would work. So taking like you know songs that nobody would ever think like, well, that could be Rob Rivera playing drums on it, and then watch Rob Rivera play some drums on it. It's like, oh yeah, that's that works. I think I'm entertained by it just because I, I I never thought you would do that. Yeah, but it's a good angle, I think, and I especially like the the. The ends of 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 your what you do like because watching you know you play drums in different you know non-point shows i've never gotten to see you come up with like like the thing you did on the hi-hat during the the verses of the song yeah. where there's those like the stop. suspended stop you yeah. know like where it's the long sizzled endings to like tsst, like that kind of thing is really cool thanks so yeah. i i enjoy that and i think that some people will watch that and go oh that's really neat you know or when you draw your arm way over your head and bring it down, you know, or the, uh, the, the bad habit that you have of resting your hand on your snare drum. I love it. It's so weird. No, it's good. Everybody I, watch the video and see him do it. And then when he says, watch he, me any show in the future or any video it, on yeah. YouTube. And I do it every time. Every time I hit a snare, I'm, I'm, it's like, I'm pausing it. And he rests his hand on it, but it makes noise. It's my left hand. And then my, my, my micro, left hand for those, but records. in my microscopic recording world, it picks it up. Yeah. And I go, what the heck is that? And it drives me mad. And then I watch a video of him doing it. And I'm like, that's what it is. He's putting his hand down on the drum. And I mean, I get it. I get it. It's part of your, your, your muscle memory. That's how you play drums. It's amazing. Like, because your whole body's momentum can't stop. So you got to stop yourself or you're going to fall forward. Like that drummer in that video we watched earlier <laughs> today, which everybody needs to go check out the 10 most wasted drummers on YouTube. Yeah. Cause it is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. The, like, the one, the second dude that, oh. 
Just people watch it and, yeah. and, and send us your thoughts and comments on that yeah, too. So, well, on that note, uh, should we wrap this up? Yeah, it's been an, it's been a good chat. You know, maybe we'll uh, we'll get some guests in next time as people are starting to kind of come back around after a lot of these uh, people that we've been hoping to get have been busy making solo projects and doing all sorts of things. So yeah, all right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see if we have one next week. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. Maybe. So if not, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can reach us on on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Robcast Podcast. Uh, if you have any suggestions, robcastpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank and you check out Rob Rivera's YouTube page. Yeah, well, I don't even know what it is. Just Rob type Rivera. in Rob Rivera on YouTube. And it's like the first thing that will come up. So thank you all. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Robcast Podcast. Be sure and subscribe to get notified on future episodes. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Robcast Podcast. And feel free to send us comments and suggestions at robcastpodcast at gmail.com. 